book of Ephesians this morning will be in Ephesians chapter number 4, Ephesians chapter number 4, and a message that I look forward to seeing how the Lord uses it in our life this morning, and while you're turning there, let me say happy birthday to my father. Today is his birthday, and because it's his birthday, I let him out of the house a little early this morning, and so if he behaves, I'll let him stay out late tonight, but uh, uh, it is good to see him uh, in the service this morning, and uh, for his birthday present, I'm going to let him buy me some Mexican food today, and so, uh, uh, but uh, it is happy birthday to him, and uh, it's good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? It's good to be amongst God's people. It's even good to see Bud Nyhart, his first service back since being in the hospital. Last time I saw him, uh, he was looking a lot better than the time I saw him before that, and uh, I know he appreciates your prayers for him and I'm certainly uh, grateful uh, for uh, what the Lord has done. He was in a, in a bad way, if you could say it like that. Uh, so stubbornness does have some good, 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 good uh, results, but, uh, uh, but uh, thankful to have a church family and a church home, people who care for one another, and uh, uh, we take that for granted sometimes. Ephesians chapter 4, uh, look with me at verse number 17. I'm going to read down through verse number 21. Uh, and then we're going to refer to several other verses in this chapter. But we'll read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 through 21. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. The Apostle Paul is writing to the Christians at Ephesus, writing to the church there. Verse 18, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. Let me stop right there. He is saying, and I'll say a little bit more about this Lord willing tonight, uh, he's talking about uh, those who are not saved and not walking according to how they walk. They're, they've been darkened. They're alienated from God uh, through uh, th their ignorance in their heart. Like we, they, they were exactly like we were before we were saved. Who, being past, verse 9, feeling, have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But look, verse 20, but ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. We'll stop right there, but I want you to notice Verse number 20, but ye have not so learned Christ. Well, that verse, it means, it does not mean, well, you've, you've, you've learned about him. You're aware of him. What he's saying is this, and this is what I want to preach on this morning. What the Apostle Paul is saying to those Christians at Ephesus, some of the things that they were doing and the ways they were living, basically he was saying, you didn't learn that from Jesus. You didn't learn that from Jesus. And I want to preach on that this morning. Uh, and we need to be mindful that there's some ways and some things that we can live. And quite frankly, we didn't learn it from Jesus. And I want to preach on that this morning. Father, we come to you once again, opening your word, needing your help today. May the Holy Spirit of God speak to our hearts already. We've been blessed this morning by the fellowship, by the singing of the hymns, by the music today. But Father, we need your word. We need your spirit. We need you to work in our life today. I pray that there's one unsaved may today that. To pay for one's sins, there's only one destination. And Father, I pray that we would uh, certainly look to you today. May we allow the Spirit of God to work in our heart. May we be obedient 
of your leading today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We look at the book of Ephesians, a wonderful book of the Bible, of course, and Paul writes about uh, many things. Lord willing, tonight I'll preach at a, uh, chapter number one of this chapter, but he speaks of their walk and the way that we ought to walk. around uh, one Savior, one God, one Lord, uh, and we ought to have that unity. He speaks of doctrine and how we shouldn't be uh, tossed to and fro by every uh, wind of change when it comes to doctrine. He talks of the doctrine. Uh, then he, he summarizes in, in verse number 19, who being past feeling have given themselves over uh, unto lasciviousness and work all uncleanness with greediness. Uh, he, does this sound okay? It's, it's, Okay, um, I'll switch to this because I don't want to. I don't want it to. Give me one moment. I have to ask because in St. Lucia it went in and out all the time too. So I guess we're like a third world country now. I don't know, but uh, uh, get back to uh, uh, you, you. You didn't learn that from Jesus. He summarizes all of that. He comes in verse nineteen. Talk about in past feelings. There are those who. Uh, in the past, you, you, they're, um, uh, because of, of their, their lost condition of being alienated from God, uh, he, he comes and then he follows with verse number 20. And basically he's saying, but you have not so learned Christ. You, did, you, don't, you didn't learn that from Jesus. There's, if, there's, if there's bad doctrine, you didn't learn it from Jesus. If you're not walking right, you didn't learn it from Jesus. If you, if you don't have unity, you, you didn't learn that from Jesus. Uh, there's a lot of things that we pick up because it's who we are as a lost individual. There's the old man. There's the old way. There's the, uh, the way of those who have been separated from God. And he, he goes on to say in verse 21, if, if, if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. He says, you have heard him. You've been taught by him. Truth is in him. And there was no excuse for them to live in a way that they were saved from. And can we agree on that today? If we are saved by the grace of God through the Lord Jesus Christ, He did not save us to be the same. Because when He saved us, our eternity is different. Aren't you thankful that when you got saved, your eternity didn't stay the same? You're on your way to hell through salvation. Now our eternity is changed. We have a home in heaven. Sometimes I think we as Christians fail to realize or we get clouded by the life that we live that he, he does and we're supposed to be the same. No, friend, there's something supernatural that took place in your life. We're not supposed to be like we were. And let me just say to you and I this morning, we have been taught by Jesus. We have heard him through his word. And truth of the matter is, there is no excuse for the child of God who's been taught of him, who's been taught by him, who's learned through him. And what you know you didn't get from man, spiritually speaking, it came from the Son of God. And then there's Christians that were living in a way they didn't learn from Jesus. There's one thing I know that's true. The book of Ecclesiastes reminds us that there's no new thing under the sun. And if this was an issue in Paul's day, it's an issue today. 
that there, but ye have not so learned Christ. You didn't learn that from Jesus. Now, we were born sinners, aren't we? For all have sinned. Wherefore, as by one man sin, that meant first man Adam, sin was passed down. Your, your children, when they're born, you didn't have to teach them how to sin. Although mom and dad are probably pretty good teachers. You didn't have to teach them how to sin. We have a sin nature. But if you're a child of God, you've been saved from your sin. You have been changed. You have been redeemed. That doesn't mean you don't have a sin nature anymore. But what it means is we have as an example of the Lord Jesus Christ that we should be following. We have instruction in his word that we should be following. We ought to have a change in our life that should be evident. And friend, I just want to remind us this morning that there are some things that Christians live by. There are some things that we have picked up. And I just want to remind us there are some things that we hold on to that we didn't learn from Jesus. We didn't learn from him. And let me say, <clears throat> the old man is, is, becomes, is natural to us. The old man, the unsaved man. We came by him naturally. When it comes to the things of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to take what we're being taught and we have to apply it to our life. You think back to when you were in school. For some of you back in that one-room schoolhouse that you went to school in. Uh, we were in school. You could be in school. You can be enrolled in that class. But there's no guarantee that you're going to learn the material unless you allow it to be taught to you, allow it to be applied, make the changes. Oh, I thought you did this. No, you have to do this. Same thing is true when it comes to the Christian life. We have a teacher, the Holy Spirit, who, who, who instructs us, who changes us, who works, leads in our life. And you and I have got to just understand there are some things that we can say we've learned of him. I guess another way of saying this is sometimes you can say to Christians, you know better. Why are we living that way? We know better. We know better. We didn't, there's some things that we live. We didn't learn that from Jesus. Let me give you a few things this morning, and, and we'll see how the Lord helps us with this. Look at verse number 22 again. He says, that ye put off concerning the former conversation. Let's go back to verse 21 to remind us the context. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. In other words, some of the things you're doing, you didn't learn that from Jesus. You've been taught by him. You know better. So how are we going to live the way that we ought to live? Look at verse number 17 again. He's talking about a walk. Walk not as other Gentiles walk. Don't walk like an unsaved Gentile. You've been saved. You've been redeemed. And may I say to the child of God today, don't walk like an unsaved man. That walk, that manner of life, everything about you, it is different. What this world needs to see is that there are, are, are people who have been changed by the Lord Jesus Christ, and we ought to walk like a Christian. We ought to live like a Christian. We ought to conduct ourselves like somebody who's been taught by the Lord Jesus Christ. What, what a poor testimony uh, to the cause of Christ for us to live in a way uh, where it's more like the old man than the new man. We say, oh, we love the Lord. You must have not paid attention in class when he was teaching you. You must not be paying attention to the Word of God. You must not be, be, be listening to the Spirit of God as He tries to instruct you. 
Uh, you must be playing hooky from class uh, when, when the Lord is trying to teach you how to live and how to walk. Is it? Oh, you know, it, by the grace of God, are we saved? It's not of works. So oh, I agree with you on that. And I'm thankful it's the grace of God. But because of the grace of God, I should have a different walk in my life. I should conduct myself differently. And quite frankly, he's reminding them, and I want to remind us that there's some things we didn't learn from Jesus. So what do we, what do we need to do? The Bible, Paul admonishes them, and the Bible certainly admonishes us, but then doesn't leave us without a solution. I don't want to be guilty of walking like an unsaved man. I don't want to be guilty, and quite frankly, how many of you are saved this morning on your way to heaven? You should have a hard time fitting into this world. Well, who, the people I work with, I just don't feel comfortable. Well, if they're lost, you shouldn't feel comfortable. Well, this world, world, world system, I just don't feel comfortable. Well, if you're saved, you ought to be different. And, and young people don't fall into the trap. And young adults say, i got to fit into this world. Why do we want to fit in with those who aren't saved? We didn't learn those things from Jesus. The, the, the words that they use, the lifestyle that they live, the, 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 what's important to them. You didn't learn that from this book. That's what we were born into. And he said, you've been with Jesus. He didn't teach you that. And Christian, let me just say, the, the words of this world, Christ didn't teach those to you. The lifestyle of this world, Jesus didn't teach that to you. But we ought to walk worthy. Let's look at verse 22 again. That she put off concerning the former conversation of the old man. Now, number one, we must renounce the old life. Renounce the old life. I couldn't tell because we raised our hands so quickly, but the, 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 the mass of hands that went up this morning, people saying that they're saved. Well, you were, you were something else before Christ saved you. That's the old man. That's the old life. He changed us, so what should, well, I'm changed from the old man. Aren't you thankful for that? But here's why we still pick up and hang on to some attributes of the old man. Because we don't renounce him. Now, I was born into sin. I'm thankful Christ saved me out of my sin. But I'm going to renounce that old man. I don't want to live like an unsaved man. I don't want to talk like an unsaved man. I don't want to go where an unsaved man goes. There's a lot of Christians who are saved, and they're glad they're saved. They're on their way to heaven. But they still like that old man too much. And they've forgotten that as that old man, you'd split hell wide open if you died in your sins. We must renounce the old man. Put off concerning the old man. Friend, you're not, you're not, if you're saved, you're not lost. You're not on your way. You're a child of God. We have to put off some things. Uh, that, as, that, as that old song goes, I, I don't go where I used to go. I don't say the things that I used to do. I don't, there ought to be some habits that change because that's not what I am anymore. And I want to renounce that. And I don't want to, well, it's okay if you do this. No, no, no. I don't want to be that. I'm not that. Christ saved me from that. But we have to renounce that old man. We, 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 we 
don't renounce people because we're supposed to reach people. But I can still renounce that old man. Because if I renounce that old man, one, I'm going to be a better testimony to people. And two, I'm going to have more of a desire to reach them. Because I know how vile that old man is. I know how offensive to God that old man is. I know what an enemy of God that old man is. I know, I know the destruction that he caused and, and the future that he had. And boy, I renounce that. And to think that I once was one that was at, as an adversary of God. And I was, I was at odds with God. And I had no, no hope of anything productive. Well, a, a lost man can still be a good man. Not according to this book. We should not glorify that old man. We ought to renounce it. We ought to put it off. Well, when I got saved, some things didn't become natural. They're not going to become natural. You've got to put them off. This isn't in the Bible, but there's some scripture that you can base this on. It's an old saying that I like. If you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. Well, God, I'm saved. I want you to take... God, aren't you thankful God does take some desires away from you? But he ain't taking them all. You're going to have to put off. Renounce the old man. Let me help the young people this morning. And this is something that I had to get in my mind because I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up in church. I was saved as a child. You hear that old man is like, oh, you know, you know when I stole cookies out of the nursery. I mean, that was that was my old man. You know, that, or, or you know, you you tell the lies, or you or you just misbehave, or you this and that. I wasn't out running the streets or anything like that. Uh, and I thank God for that. But my old man is the same old man as somebody who lived in this world and all the sin of this world for decades. And young people need to understand that. It's because God saves you at a young age. Don't be enamored with that old man. Don't be enamored with the lifestyle of that old man. And, and you renounce that old man. And, and you renounce the one that's at odds with God. And, and I don't want to have anything to do with that old man. I don't want to look like him. I don't want to resemble him. I don't, I don't want to talk like him. And it would do us good as, ch as children of God as we go out in this world say, boy, am I looking more like the old man or do I look like the Lord Jesus Christ? Is my conversation, my way of life like a child of God or is it the old? You've got to put off some things. You've got to put off concerning. You have to renounce the old life. Look at verse number 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. The second thing I want to say to us this morning is you got to get your mind right. You got to get your mind right. You know, before you change your habits, you got to change your thinking. You know, the new year's coming, new year's resolutions. And for the 12th year in a row, we can make our decision to get healthy this next year. And if you're going to do that, it's a proven fact. You have to change your thinking before you change your actions. Financially, if you want to make some changes and get some better habits and save some money and maybe do some, do some things financially, you know how you have, to, you have to change your thinking first. You apply that in every area of life that you want to apply it practically. You have to change your thinking. 
You, you, hear, you hear the sports vernacular. You hear the business, and somebody's a coach is going to come in and, and change a program, or a CEO is going to come in and change a business and say, we got to change the culture. we got to change. What is that? That means we got to change the way of thinking. we got to change the thinking before we get the results. The same is true as a Christian. But you say it's easy to say, I'm just going to put those things off. If you don't change your thinking, if you don't get your mind right, you're not going to put them off. Because if our mind is not where it should be, and we're dwelling on the things we should not dwell on, we're thinking about the things we should not think, then we're not going to be able to change those habits to put off the old man. That's what, what do I, how do I renew my mind? How do I get my mind right? You've got to be in the Word of God every day. Hearing the Word of God is not just a Sunday morning thing if you want to get your mind right. And quite frankly, if you were saved and you had a lot of things in your mind that should not be there, even if you're saved today, you've got to make a conscious decision. I've got to get what's right in my mind. And by the way, the philosophy of this world isn't right. Conservative radio isn't right. Because it's not Scripture. It's still a humanistic thought pattern. And, and, and we have to make sure that our mind is right. Get your mind right. You've got to stop putting the wrong things in. And you've got to put the right thing in. You know what? Let me, let me encourage you this morning. Let me tell you what I think will help you get your mind right. If you're, you're in church every time the church doors are open, faithful to Sunday school, it'll help you get your mind right. You ever leave work or someplace that you have to be, and you're just like, man, I just got to, my mind is just. And some of you are going to be with family over the Thanksgiving holiday coming up. You're going to leave, I got to get my mind right. Pastor, pray for me. I got a detox. I'm like, oh, no, no, it's just my family. It's just my family. But I still, I have to get my, I have to get my mind right. When it comes to that old man and the things of this world, we pick up that Jesus didn't teach us. We've got to get our mind right. And by the way, let me help you. The moment you get saved, you still have a carnal mind. You still have a, 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 a human mind. You still have a fallible body, a fallible thought process. You've got to be renewing that mind. We've got to get our mind right, number three. Let me encourage you to embrace the new life. Look with me at verse 24. And that you put on the new man. Look after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Okay, in verse 22, we put off. We renounce. I'm helping you this morning, if you'll let me. Maybe there's somebody in here, you're still the old man, you haven't gotten saved yet. At the end of this service, you're going to have an opportunity to respond and be shown from the Bible how you can be saved. You can trust Christ as your Savior. You become a new creature in that instant. You put your faith and trust in Christ. But all your problems are not solved. You have got to, as I've already preached, you have got to put off. You've got to, you have got to um, renounce that old way of life. You've got to say, I'm a, new, I'm a new creature. I'm saved on the inside. I'm, I'm not going to embrace that life. I'm going to renounce it. You got to get your mind right, or you're not going to have some habits that stick. And then he says in verse number 24, 
and that you put on the old, put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. You've got to embrace the new life. What new life? It's right there. Righteousness and true holiness. The old man is not holy. The old man is wicked. The old life is not holy. The old life is wicked. The new man pursues holiness. And our righteousness that we put on in salvation is Christ. But we, ought to, we have to embrace this new life. There's been a lot of Christians that have fallen by the wayside and fallen away from the things of God after they were saved because they never renounced the old life. There are a lot of Christians, though, after they were saved, who renounced the old life, but still fell by the wayside. Why is that? Because they didn't embrace the new life. This is good. There's, there's, uh, let me just be quite frank. I've had a lot of time the last couple of weeks of my travels to think about a lot of you. And to think about our church family. There's some I'm concerned about is because you haven't embraced the new life. You resemble that old man when you're with the old crowd, this world. And you do so somewhat with God's people, but you haven't embraced it. What do you mean by that? I am a child of God. I am born again. I'm a stranger on this planet. This is not my home. Jesus is my Savior. He's my Lord. He's my example. And if you're going to live a life of holiness, you have to put on. You have to embrace and know that you are not going to fit into this world. That you're going to have to embrace the fact that now that you're saved, you obey God. The first thing you do is you get baptized. You know what this Bible tells you to do? That it, it, once you get saved and you follow him in baptism, you're supposed to be part of the local New Testament church. And say, well, how often am I supposed to attend? Every time you're supposed to attend. Well, I just don't know if that's what I'm, that, Are you going to embrace the new man? That has to be fed, and our, and our mind has to be renewed, and this is the life. And, and now we've been commissioned to reach this world, not with casual church attendance, not with casual dedication, not with those who put on on Sunday and take off on Monday and, and embrace that old man throughout the week and because you haven't renounced him. No, it's the, I'm going to embrace this, and, and I'm going to be a Christian. And there's going to be some places I go, they're not going to be comfortable, and I'm not going to be comfortable because I'm not the old man. I'm not going to support the old man. I am a new creature in Christ, and I'm going to embrace the new life. Very simple this morning. Christians are faithful to church. It's what they do. Christians... Tell this world about Christ. It's what they do. Christians try and live a holy life. It's what they do. By the way, let me just say, well, when, when I'm holy on the inside, then I know that it'll help me be holy on the outside. No, sometimes you got to put on. you got to change those habits. You have to change your thinking. 
Well, I don't want to be a hypocrite. You're already that by just say, saying, I don't want to be a hypocrite. So why don't we just say, I'm going to put it on? I, I don't know all it means. I'm not worthy to be a child of God. I'm not worthy of Calvary. I'm not worthy of this new man. I'm not worthy to name the name of Jesus Christ. I'm not worthy of it. Quite frankly, I don't always feel like it. I don't always feel like a child of God. I don't always feel like I'm saved. I don't always have my mind right, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to embrace the new man. It's who I am. And I'm going to put my shoulders back, not in pride of myself, but in pride of what Jesus did for me. Pride of the new man that I am. And when people see that I'm different, it's not because of me. It's because of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm embracing this is who I am. I'm a child of God. This is a, this is a, a, a silly Cheesy illustration, but it certainly fits. There's too many Christians that you're a secret agent Christian. Are you a Christian? Well, I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Because I don't want anybody to know. Embrace it. I'm a child of God. I don't say those things that this world says. I don't go where this world goes. I don't want to participate in the things of this world. And a good, the one reason why we don't put on this new man is because our mind's not right. We embrace the new life. You know what would happen if every child of God embraced it? You know, when Jesus saved you and you put your faith and trust in him, you're saved no matter what. But there's a lifestyle a lot of Christians are, are living that Jesus didn't teach them that. You've got to make a conscious decision. I'm renouncing that life. That bar you used to go to, renounce it. What does that mean? You let everybody know, I don't do that anymore. Well, I'll make them feel bad. What's well, better them feel bad than Jesus feel bad? Well, there's some things that, you know, the lifestyle, things. That, well, no, 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 you renounce that. But you do got to get your mind right. Then you got to embrace some things. Well, I don't always understand it. I don't know if we'd embrace it anyway. It's in this book you embrace it. That'll help you with a lot of problems. You must embrace it. Then I've got to hurry. The last, number four, we must put away certain things. Look at verse 25 to 29 very quickly. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, that we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the things which is good, and he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Okay, now he says you've got different things you've got to put away. You've got to stop doing these things. You make up your mind you're not doing them. See, we as Christians sometimes think because we're saved, we sit back and we just wait for God to change us without us doing anything. I wish I didn't think that way. You mean you think like a person who's lived here your whole on this planet, who's a person who was unsaved for so long, person whose mind has been filled with all this? No, you gotta you gotta get your mind right. You gotta renew it. And I'll say this, no matter what, what you've had in your mind, it can get out. But you've got to put the right thing in it. Yeah. 
But it doesn't happen just because, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to put this under my pillow one night and my mind's going to be right. No, you've got to read it. You've got to meditate on it. You've got to memorize it. You've got to turn that television off and renew your mind. Well, you know, I've got to have that leisure time. I'm not against that leisure time, but does your mind need to get right? Then that might ought to be a priority as a child of God. You might have to put that cell phone down and stop scrolling a little bit if you're going to get your mind renewed. What's important to you? Is it important that God looks at us and he saves us and he's thankful he saves us, he loved us, and that's why we're saved? But yet we as a child of God, we do not live a productive Christian life because we haven't renounced that old man. We still have those enticements. We still have that, that carnal appetite. And if we feed it, we want more and more and more. Well, I don't want to stick out, and, and I don't want people to make people feel uncomfortable. It's not about making people feel uncomfortable. That's the Holy Spirit's job. But the Holy Spirit will use me because I'm going to renounce the old man to convict somebody else. But then I'll let the Holy Spirit do whatever he would do. But I don't want to go back to that old man. I was saved as a child. You know my testimony. I don't have the, the testimony that some do, and I'm thankful for that. But I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to be that old man. I don't want to embrace that old man. I want to renounce him, get my mind right. I want to embrace the new life. What do good for some of you this morning when that invitation begins for you to come down this altar and embrace the new life. Embrace holiness. Embrace righteousness. You're clothed in righteousness. Embrace it. God says, be ye holy as I am holy. That's not going to happen by accident. You're going to have to embrace it and say, this is who I am. This is who I want to be and embrace it. He says, put away these things very quickly. He says, put away lying. Put away, neither be ye angry and sin not, let the sun go down upon your wrath. He says, put away those grudges and that unchecked anger. But can I just say, it doesn't matter what somebody else has done for you. If you have a grudge, that's not what a child of God should be. Are we going to be like Christ? We say, well, we want to hashtag, be like Jesus, and, and I'm a disciple of Christ, and this is not. If, if, if Jesus carried the grudges, that Christians carried, he wouldn't have gone to the cross. He wouldn't have saved us. Put away these things. Stop your lying. Get control of your temper. Get rid of your grudges. Well, I was wrong. Put, get rid of your grudges. Put these things away. It goes on, neither... Give place to the devil in all of this. Let him that stole steal no more. Rather, let him labor with his hands the things which is good that he may have to give them the neatest. Quit being dishonest. We ought to be honest as Christians. Put that away. That corrupt communication. Let no corrupt communication. That's not that that can be profanity, but it's just it's unprofitable talk. It's 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 slander. It's gossip. It's it, it's communication that has no value, does no good. So, so you got to put that away. Why? Because you didn't learn that from Jesus. Well, they 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 just made me mad. You didn't learn that from Jesus. Well, they, they, were, they were dishonest with me, so I'm going to be dishonest with them. You didn't learn that from Jesus. Well, I said that about them because you should have heard what they said about me. You didn't learn that from Jesus. 
Well, I didn't, it didn't start me. I just repeated it with somebody. You didn't learn that from Jesus. The truth of the matter is, and this is the reality, there's going to be, as Christians, we're going to give an account. Some who did not know Christ because of what I'm preaching this morning. Because we say he, he changed us, we still walk like an unsaved man. That's why as a new child of God, I'm going to push you. You better, you better put it off. You better embrace it. Well, pastor, is that church one time a day? I'm always going to tell you, you ought to be in church on Sunday night. If you're physically able to be here, you should be here. If we're having Bible study, you should be here. Well, I don't want to be, you know, too fanatical. Embrace it. Let me say it like this. You ought to embrace Christ like some of you embrace your favorite sports team. Bless God, win or lose, it's in my DNA. And I'll proudly display my colors. And if we win, it's because we should have won. And if we lose, it's because the refs cheated. I will argue with that, you with that all day long. Bless God, I'm wearing my colors. Now, I don't want to bring carnality into here, but this is a good illustration. I've used it before. I've got a beautiful orange tie. I wore it this past week in St. Lucia when none of you would see it. And I got multiple compliments. I like that tie. I like that tie. I like that tie. Lest I be confused between the months of August and January of being labeled with certain entities. And some of you, you know, if you wear a certain color, you walk out it's like, hey, I like that. And I'm certain that there are some of you go to get dressed on Sunday morning and you decide what you wear based on who won the ball games the night before. <laughs> Your response lets me know that I am over target. Would to God that we give that much consideration with our bitterness, with our grudges, with our lying, with our dishonesty, with our corrupt communication. Would to God. Oh, we're quick to renounce, and, and I'm, I'm not against it. We're, we're quick to renounce the political ideologies. Nothing wrong with that. We're quick to pronounce, uh, to, to denounce Certain, certain things that go on, for some reason, we don't want to renounce that old man, that unsaved man. We've got to get our mind right. Why? So we can embrace. No matter what this world thinks, this is who I am. This is what I am. This is what I believe. This is the life I'm going to live. Hey, holiday time is coming, and you, 
many of you will be around some unsafe family or some family who's, who's not living according to this book and say, well, I don't want them to be uncomfortable. Well, if they want to be comfortable, this is just the way I think, if they want to be comfortable, then get on page with Jesus. If they want to be comfortable, then, then, then become that new man and, and embrace the life as a Christian. I'll never apologize for a, for a Christian who's running from God, being uncomfortable because I've embraced the life. I've embraced it. This is who I am. Then there's things we've got to just put away. Put it away. Put it away. Because quite frankly, we didn't learn it from Jesus. Well, we would think like this. Before we say something, do something, we've got to learn that from Jesus. I believe this, and I believe this world, there are so many in this world, they don't know what they want, but they know they want something. And so when you give them Jesus, I say this firmly, but with as much grace as I possibly can. There's some people who want something, need something, they can't see Jesus because we're still embracing the old man. Right? Don't come to me and say, well, the Holy Spirit can do. I understand it's the Holy Spirit that does the work. But there are times, and in the same passage of Scripture, you keep reading, it talks about not quenching the Holy Spirit. There are times the Holy Spirit should be working through us and another person, and he's not because of exactly what I'm preaching tonight, this morning. It may be not in my day, my days in Arnold. Boy, what a powerful thought. Yeah, you're walking. You didn't learn that from Jesus. If we just think in that mindset, it takes away a lot of justification we like to do, don't we? Well, here's the reason why. Let me explain to you why. Did you just learn, did you learn that from Jesus? Mom, this would be good to take home with you. Did you learn that from Jesus? Well, what a thought this morning. If you go to invitation, if you don't know the Lord, there's but one way to God. There's one way for forgiveness. It's a heavy burden to carry the burden of your sins. It's a heavy burden. The only way to lay that burden down is to turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody from the Bible can show you how you can be saved. People who raised their hand earlier when I asked how many of you are saved on your way to heaven, it didn't just happen to them. They had to, they had to come to that point in their life. They had to let somebody show them from the Bible how to be saved. Christian, there are four things that I preached this morning that are action steps. That every child of God needs to be able to check every single one. What number are you on? What number are you on? Can you check the box of renouncing that old man? If you can't, let's start right there. How do I do it? Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me from that. And if you were saved as a child, he may not have saved you out of all that, but he did save you from that. Renounce that old man. Get your mind right. You got to change your thinking. 
before you can change your habits. It only comes to the Word of God. Embrace it. This is who I am. This is who God saved me to be. This is what I'm supposed to be. I'm not going to be shamed by this world. I'm not going to be embarrassed by this world. I'm not going to be shamed by the lost man. I'm not going to be shamed by the backslidden man. This is who I am, and I'm going to embrace it. Or maybe number four, you just need to put, put away some things. I could be offended if I, well, I'm, I'm just going to put that away. I'm just not going to be offended. I'm not going to talk the way that, that I used to talk. I'm, I'm going to deal with my grudges. I, I believe wholeheartedly if Christians just got right with their grudges, we'd have revival in America. Well, if Hollywood did it, no, if Christians just laid down their grudges. And you just said it's time to put that away. It's time to, it's just time to not deal with that anymore. Well, they wrong me. Well, I'm tired, so I'm trying to, to stay right on focus this morning. So what? You wronged Jesus. I wronged Jesus. We put him on the cross. What were his words? Father, forgive them. The very people who were crucified him, he forgave them. That has nothing. I don't want to be held in that captivity. Let's make the decisions we need to make today. Father, use the message this morning, Spirit of God.